Welcome to the first episode of the Call It a Comeback podcast. My name is Bobby McInnes, and I'm alongside my co-host, Tom Spallone. Tom, how's it going? How's it going, Bob? It's good to be back here. We've taken like a year break with the pandemic and everything, and it's just crazy to be back. Yeah, for those of you who know, uh, Tom and I, we had a podcast freshman year called Loud Hounds. Uh, we enjoyed it a lot, and thanks to Graycom Studios, we were able to hit the ground running in our first year on uh, the Loyola campus. And it was a lot of fun, although COVID kind of took away from that, and we had to take a break for, like you said, about a year. And uh, I'm just happy to be back in the studio now. We have a new name for our podcast, and we're ready to revamp this thing and, and get it going once again. Uh, Tom, how's your day today? It's pretty good. Classes are going well. Um, we're two weeks into the NFL season, and I'm really excited to, uh, to talk about how those first two weeks went. I know, man. Is there anything better than fall sports? I mean, like, out of every season, you know, in the summer – yeah, you know, you got we got stuff going on in the spring. Obviously, you know, you got baseball kicking off, and uh, you got basketball going on. But but the thing is, fall sports is the best because we're heading into the postseason for MLB. We got the NFL just getting started, and uh, you know, it's just definitely the best season for sports. Yeah, this is it's really exciting. You know, that being said, we're already two weeks into the NFL season, and uh, I know a lot of teams had, or a lot of people had high hopes for their teams, but. After two weeks in, we've seen a little bit of a surprise. Um, you know, I, I for one, didn't expect uh, the Cardinals to be 2-0. They shocked me this year. Um, I also was hoping that my Jets would not be 0-2. <laughs> I'm sure you could say the same about the Giants. Yeah. Um, so our first segment today is going to be called Two Thumbs Up, One Thumbs Down. And this is where Tom and I, we will award... A player, a coach, or a team, uh, thumbs up, and then we're gonna have to give a thumbs down to a player, coach, or a team. Uh, so, with no further ado, Tom, who are you gonna give your thumbs up to uh, after two weeks through the NFL season? It's a good question, Bob. So, I'm gonna give my, <clears throat> I'm gonna give my two thumbs up to the Los Angeles Rams and the Carolina Panthers. So, week one, the Rams uh, faced the Chicago Bears at home on Sunday night and um, basically blew the doors off them. McVay. And uh, now their new QB, Matt Stafford, along with Cooper Cup, who's had a very good first two weeks, <clears throat> look very good in L.A. And a lot of people in the preseason were calling for Matt Stafford, uh, maybe MVP. And so far, he's had two solid games. Their defense is as advertised, very solid. And um, Ramsey looked good last week. They played the Colts, only beat them by three. It was a, it was a tough game, but... The reason why it was that close is because the Colts had a big play in that second half. Uh, Johnny Hecker had a trouble with that snap, and they, they got a fumble six in the end zone. But overall, this Rams d team does look very good, and um, that's why they get my thumbs up. Also, the Carolina Panthers, uh, I think that's more coming to a shock for everyone. They're 2-0 to start the year. They, they had the Jets in week one. Uh, their defense really showed out in a lower-scoring game. But last week, I think... This, this past week, week two, I think all eyes were on Sam Darnold against the New Orleans Saints, and uh, he delivered. And after the Saints played the Packers in that week one, beating them, I didn't really think the Panthers had a great shot, but they're really shocking everyone with another 2-0 start. I mean, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Both teams that you brought up are off to a good start, 2-0 for each of them. I want to touch on the Rams, though. You mentioned that defense as advertised, and yes, I, I don't think anyone's going to argue against you um, that they're a top-five defense in the league. But what I've realized that they're doing more of this year is the way that they use Jalen Ramsey. So in the past, a lot of teams were able to avoid Ramsey because they just wouldn't throw to that side of the field. However, 
the Rams have taken an approach with Ramsey where they're putting him in the middle of the field a lot more, starting him in the box, um, almost as like a hybrid linebacker, the way that Seattle would use Jamal Adams, um, or even the way that I've seen the Cardinals use Tyron Matthew in the past or guys like Buda Baker. Uh, I think that that's very efficient because now you have Jalen Ramsey in on every play and teams aren't able to just avoid one side of the field. What are your thoughts about that? Yes, I really like the way that they're using him, actually. I think <clears throat> that's how a lot of these defenses nowadays, these uh, defensive coordinators have that kind of mindset where you need a guy in that defense that can be like a Swiss Army knife, like a hybrid, like you just said, Jamal Adams. You don't want a guy doing the same thing every play. If he can, if he can blitz, if he can stop the run, if he can play man coverage, it makes your defense that much better. You need a leader like that on your defense. And I really like the approach that McVay has taken with uh, Jalen Ramsey this year. I think that's going to really uh, pay in for them, Cashin. Yeah. And like you said, you know, the addition of Matt Stafford has really revamped that offense. Um, no hate on Jared Goff. I mean, he's off to a good start as well in these first two weeks. However, Matthew Stafford is a huge upgrade over Jared Goff, and he has weapons to work with. You know, I, for one, thought that Robert Woods would be a lot more involved in the offense. He does have eight receptions so far this year for 91 yards and a touchdown. However, Cooper Cup has really taken over as that uh, main wide receiver role. Yes, and uh, I have him in, like, two of my fantasy leagues, so I know how well he's been doing for me. <clears throat> but I, I like Cooper Cup a lot. He, um, I didn't know if he could be that true number one uh, that a team needs, but so far through the through these first two weeks, he's definitely been that, and he finds the end zone too, which is is what they need. And uh, I'm really excited for this team. I think they got great playoff hopes ahead. I right now I think they are the 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 favorite to win that NFC West. What do you think? I definitely agree with you. I mean, that NFC West is going to be a little bit of a shootout. You yeah. got, I mean, you got three teams that are. Uh that are off to a great start. I'm four teams that are off to a great start, but you, you got three teams uh, that haven't lost yet, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals, and then you have the Seattle Seahawks, and you know Russell Wilson is going to be in the mix um, when it comes down to the end of the season. I think all four of those teams are possible playoff teams. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a loaded division, a division we haven't seen in a while. You know, I'm just going to be it's, – it's really going to come down to how the 49ers are going to handle that quarterback situation um, when are we going to see Trey Lance? I don't know. And do you think that Trey Lance gives the 49ers a better chance to win football games? Yeah, <clears throat> that is a big question moving forward for this 49ers team. I, I do think Lance is going to have to be the starter eventually because I watched a little bit of that Philly versus uh, San Francisco game this past Sunday, and the uh, the Niners didn't really didn't really win that game convincingly. They struggled their way through. They got the W. That's all that matters. But uh, I don't think Garoppolo is uh, your primetime starter that you want on a team like that. I think Lance is going to have to step in eventually, and I think that kid's going to be good. I agree with you, although I think the longer they wait, it's actually going to hurt them this season. They already have uh, running back struggles. We've seen the injuries kill them. Mostert uh, out for the season, as we know. Uh, and then you got guys like Hasty who gets banged up. Um, the uh, the rookie Trey Sermon Sermon is, got is, hurt on his first carry. Yeah. Right, I believe he's going through the concussion protocol um, this week. So it's tough. You're down to like one running back, and that's Elijah Mitchell. Um, I'm just not sure how successful this offense will be able to be. And they they had a favorable uh, start to the season with the Lions and the Eagles. They have a tough matchup coming up against the Packers. So I'm not sure how long they'll be able to hang. But it's definitely a tough division and. It's actually, I'm going to parlay that into my thumbs up. I was going to give a thumbs up to the entire NFC West. I mean, we can keep reiterating it, but it's just going to be a really tough division. Uh, like you said, the Rams, I think, are going to be uh, the ones who come out on top. However, don't count out Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray is an early MVP candidate. 
Yeah, I agree. Anyone who watched that Cardinals-Vikings game on Sunday, that was a really, really good game, and the Cardinals were fortunate <clears throat> to come out, out on top there. Vikings kicker missed a field goal as time expired. It wasn't that deep. He should have made it. But uh, <clears throat> Kyler Murray's been really explosive for this Cardinals offense, and uh, that's the kind of player that they hoped they were going to get, and Clinsbury's been coaching them up well. I think that whole division's just really loaded, and yeah, I, I definitely think we'll see both the wild card teams come out of the NFC West. I agree, and and the thing about Kyler Murray is we're seeing him do things um, that obviously he's everyone always knew that he was able to extend the play and run out of the pocket and use his speed, but he's doing things that you know we see Mahomes do on a weekly basis. And I'm not going to go ahead and say that Kyler Murray is going to be Patrick Mahomes, but that's kind of what teams are looking for now in the NFL, and that's what's going to be really hard for defenses to game plan against because his running threat is going to be the reason why you know they're putting up so many points because that's just very hard to defend. Yeah, it is. A lot of teams are, are looking now for that dual-threat QB that can run and throw the football, and uh, it's really tough to defend, like you just said. Yeah, I think the weapons that he's working with, too, uh, have really played a big part in this season. Obviously, we knew DeAndre Hopkins was going to have a big role in that offense. I believe he's, you know, a top receiver in the league. Obviously, there's no arguing that. He might be number one, though. Um, but then going on from that, rookie Randall Moore, um, you saw that last game, and he was just everywhere on the field, whether it be on special teams or on offense, and he's actually their leading receiver as far as yards. So um, I think he's been a very pleasant surprise this season as well. Yeah, I was really actually shocked to see that on Sunday. Um, they were throwing to him probably more than DeAndre Hopkins was getting targeted, which which was interesting to see. But it's good to see teams use those early-round uh, draft picks in the in the games because me as a Giants fan, yeah, Kadarius Tony, first-round pick, not even playing really th that many snaps. And it's just it's disappointing to see. But it's good to see a guy like that already having an impact on a team because that's the reason why you draft him. And for my second thumbs up, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I mean, obviously, they lost uh, that week one, but then going out there Sunday night and beating the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that was a huge statement. Um, the fact that they're dealing with, I believe, 13 players on the IR, they lost all of their running backs, basically, and Tyson Williams is now leading the way in a backfield with Latavius Murray and another veteran, Devontae Freeman. Um, the fact that they were able to come out and win that game, I think it was a very gutsy decision to go for it on that fourth and one. I think uh, Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh made the right decision, though, because obviously if you give Mahomes any sort of time, he can go down the field and put up points. Uh, but they definitely get my thumbs up. They've just been riddled with injuries this year, and, and the fact that, you know, they look like they can have a good season and, and potentially win that division. Um, I think they definitely get my thumbs up. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Everyone watching that game on Sunday night, I, I honestly thought the game was over. There was about 13 minutes left. The Chiefs had the ball up 11. I mean, you, you don't see the Chiefs. I, I don't know if the Chiefs have ever lost a game up 11 with the ball in the fourth quarter. Mahomes made a really bad throw going to the ground. He got picked off. You don't see that often. And the game just totally changed. Lamar Jackson... A lot of people want to give him hate, but that's a huge win for him. That's the first time in his career that he's beat Patrick Mahomes. And there's a video on Twitter that shows uh, John Harborough uh, asking Lamar on the fourth and one, do you want to go for this? And Lamar said yes, and he ran it. He got the first. That's a leader right there, and that's what you want to see. So definitely Ravens looking good. Huge bounce back win for them. I agree. Like I said, that was a statement for Lamar. And as you mentioned, he gets a lot of hate, and a lot of it is um, because of his passing game. Uh, he's not known to be the most accurate thrower, but you know what? I'll sacrifice a couple of interceptions if they mean that they're going to win that game. As we saw, he had two to Tyron Matthew early on. However, you know, the ability to run, like, like we said with Kyler Murray, I think that's just a game changer.
It is. It changes the game. And now I'll, I'll move into my uh, thumbs down, Bob. I'm going to go with the Colts. I really was disappointed, honestly. My brother's a Colts fan. I was high on them in this season. Uh, they got a really good O-line. They got a really good defense. I think Frank Reich's a good coach. And the big question mark was going to be the quarterback, Carson Wentz, who they got from Philly. And he just has not been great through the first two weeks. I know he got hurt last week. Both of his ankles are banged up. They had to bring in Eason in crunch time, and he folded. No one's expecting anything from Eason. It's just been a disappointing two weeks. You got a, a winnable game against the Rams. Didn't come out on top last week. Week one, they played Seattle, and, and Russell Wilson just cooked up that defense. I'm just I'm just disappointed, honestly, and I think right now you got to give the edge in that division to the Titans. I agree with you, Tom. And, and the Indianapolis Colts, they can't lose two games at home to start the season to the Seahawks, and uh, the second one's to the Rams. Obviously, those are two good teams that we're talking about, um, as we mentioned earlier, raving about uh, the West there. But... Now you got a game week three at Tennessee against the Titans, and they're going to be you know the ones to beat now in that uh, AFC South. So the Indianapolis Colts, I know that they're uh, dealing with injuries as well. Like you mentioned, Carson Wentz, Easton having to step in. No matter who's behind center, they need to find a win, a way to win that game. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's a really tough opening three games to your schedule. But again, no one's feeling sorry for you. You got to find a way to win these games. T- teams, teams have similar schedules. You just got to go out there and win. I agree with you. For my thumbs down, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, that might be harsh considering not a lot of people have the Atlanta Falcons winning many games this year, but it's the way that they lost uh, week one to the Eagles. I mean, they got embarrassed, honestly, at home. Um, Matt Ryan, veteran quarterback in the league, he has good weapons with Calvin Ridley, rookie Kyle Pitts. I mean, you got to find a way to put up more than six points. Yeah, their O-line has been really, really bad um, through these first two weeks. And uh, obviously this past week you played the Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champions. No one's expecting you to win that game. But as you said, the week one game is really tough at home. They were home favorites against a Philly team who no one's really given a shot this year. At. And I personally think they're a better team than people think they are on paper. But um, people are expecting like five, six wins from that Philly team. So you can't come out and, and lose by about 30. I think they lost by... They just—they're kind of a mess right now. We haven't seen a whole lot from Pitts yet. I know he's a rookie. Got to let him settle in. Um, they come to MetLife this week to play the Giants, so that's going to be—it's a winnable game for both teams. Neither team's really expected to do much this year, so we'll see if they can turn the page. I agree. Like you said, they got to turn the page and at least show that they have some potential moving forward. I know they're in a pretty sticky cap situation, but their defense is, I would say, the worst in the league. I mean, they've given up the most points allowed so far to start. And I know that they went against the Super Bowl, uh, defending Super Bowl champs in in the Buccaneers last week. But giving up 48 points is uh, a lot, no matter who you're playing. And like we mentioned, they give up 32 to the Eagles. I mean, it's just really an embarrassing start. Um, If they don't find a way to beat the Giants on the road uh, this upcoming week three, then I really question their future. I do too. I think they need to start looking at the QB class coming up because I think Matt Ryan's on his way out there. Uh, He gave that city a lot. He almost gave them a ring. They choked it away. But uh, he still had a great career. I just think it's time to move on. And as we get to the closing here of our uh, first show, I want to ask you, what do you want to see moving forward? I mean, it's only been two weeks in the NFL, but like we said, there's been a lot of surprises, a lot of things that we're happy about, a lot of things that we're certainly unhappy about. Um, What do you want to see moving forward, whether it be from your team, the New York Giants, or just around the league in general? Um, As a Giants fan moving forward, I really want to see them win this upcoming week against the Falcons after a tough loss they had to Washington. 
Um, around the league, honestly, I, I kind of want to see the refs uh, step up their game a little bit. I think the refing has been poor the first two weeks. The flags that have been thrown uh, for taunting, quote-unquote, really haven't been taunting. I think that's one thing. Let these guys play it out. It's a physical sport. Just let them let them have fun on Sunday. Yeah, How about I you? No, I want to hit that topic as well. I mean, as far as the NFL refs go, um, the, all the taunting calls, I mean, that's part of the fun of the game. I mean, you can't celebrate after a touchdown anymore. If Tyreek Hill throws up a peace sign, he's getting flagged for it. Yeah. I mean, I understand getting in someone's mouth or getting in someone's mouth after a big hit. It can cause, you know, fights or it can cause, you know, later bigger hits and no one wants to get injured. I know that that's what uh, the reasoning is behind all this. But some simple celebrations that are being flagged for is just uh, getting out of hand. And it, and it can make the difference in a game because then you're giving a team field position, whether it be on a kickoff or whether you're t moving back uh, an extra point. So it's just it, it needs to stop. I agree with you. Yep. Um, as for me and my New York Jets. Not the best week two. Zach Wilson went out there, tossed four interceptions. I mean, you could easily chalk it up to he's a rookie quarterback, but that really can't happen. Um, this is something that he's going to remember. His first game at home, he gets booed by his fans. Uh, welcome to New York, Zach. Uh, he's definitely got to step it up. Um, but the New York Jets, everyone knows they're going to hopefully be you know, a six to seven win team at best this season. They're not making the playoffs. The biggest thing that you want to see going forward for the New York Jets is will Zach Wilson be your quarterback? Will Robert Sala be the coach of the future? And, you know, do you continue to let Joe Douglas build this franchise up again? So uh, the New York Jets, they, you know, hold the lead right now for the longest playoff drought. It's been 10 years, Tom, and that's about half my life since they've made the playoffs. Um <laughs> So I really hope that, you know, we can just start to see some good signs. you got to get the rookie Elijah Moore out there. It sucks what happened with Makai Becton going down, getting hurt. Um, however, when he comes back, you know, you just got to see your young guys playing good, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, exactly. You just want to see Wilson progress. Next week they're in Denver. It's a tough defense, but uh, they ran the ball well against New England. So uh, I would keep trying to keep them on the ground, keep, keep Wilson comfortable in the pocket, and don't make him make any big plays. I'd keep, keep it short with him until uh, his um, – until he starts feeling better in the pocket, honestly. Right, and I don't think that it's he, the fact that he's nervous in the pocket. I think he's just trying to make the big play too much. We saw the interception last week. Um, the ball was intended for Corey Davis. You know, some fans will argue that Corey Davis should have caught it, went through his hands. Nonetheless, it resulted in an interception. And he had the check down uh, to Elijah Moore for what would have been probably a gain of maybe three or four yards. But he needs to learn to take those dink and dumps because you don't always have to make the big play. And maybe this was a week where he was experimenting and trying to see what he can get away with. But, you know, getting that rhythm first, the dinks and dumps will win the game, get your uh, team in field goal position and a chance to put points on the board. And that's what Mac Jones did against us. So hopefully Zach Wilson learns from this. Like I said earlier, he's definitely not going to forget it, and the fans will not let him forget it. Um, but moving forward, you know, he's going to have to improve. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our first episode. Um, Tom, it's been great. Um, and I think we're going to try to do this, you know, a couple times a week, try to get some people on here for interviews and whatnot, whether we get, uh, another student on campus, whether it be a student athlete, someone who's in the field, getting new people onto the show is what we're going to be looking forward to doing in the future. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Same. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. We'll see you next time on call to comeback podcast.